You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's featured guest is George Kushner. Welcome, George. Bernie, how are you, sir? Doing great, doing great. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You know, George, you are a self-professed crypto convert. You've got more than 25 years in traditional finance in various roles. And you said that a few short years ago, you had a eureka moment. You had gotten educated on cryptocurrency, and you said you realized that it's the future. You studied the landscape, the whole crypto landscape, and you recognized an opportunity to fill a void in the crypto landscape. So now you're the founder and the CEO of H2 Crypto. So George, what I want to discuss with you on this episode is the void that you identified and your plan to fix it with H2 Crypto. But first, as I think you know, let's begin with your backstory. Tell us your your uh, finance career backstory and what led you to H2 Crypto. Absolutely. And again, thank you very much for having me on here. I'm thrilled to be with you today. My career spans close to 27 years, as you just alluded to, which is mind-boggling to me. It has been 100% in financial services. I've had really three different careers. I started off in the institutional fixed income and derivative sales world. And I was calling on some of the largest and most sophisticated fixed income and derivative investors in the world, including central banks and pension plans and hedge fund managers. And after doing that for about 12 and a half years on Wall Street, I made kind of my first career pivot and went into alternative investments. And that included private equity and hedge funds and real estate deals. I did that for about another 10 to 12 years. And my last stint in what we're calling the, the TradFi world, traditional finance world, I was in private banking. So all in all, close to 27 years with really a litany of capital markets, uh, exposure and experience. Okay. As you say, very traditional finance, uh, very pedigreed. So, you know, very impressive background. So tell us about that Eureka moment. How did you even learn about crypto and how did it actually connect, connect the dots for you that it was a really, a real thing and here to stay and as you say, the future? Yeah. So it's an interesting story. I was actually introduced to uh, crypto, Bitcoin to be specific, back in 2015. And I was working for BlackRock in Manhattan. And a colleague of mine at the time came to me and he said, what do you think about Bitcoin? And I said, well, I'll tell you exactly what I think about it. And since this is a family show, I'm not going to give the exact words that I use. But let's just say I wasn't really a believer in Bitcoin. And you might say, well, why, you know, why now? Why are you now? And that's a very simple answer. Uh, in 2015, when I was introduced to it, I guess I had a lot of hubris and arrogance and figured I'd worked on Wall Street at that point in time for 20 odd years. I knew everything about everything and nobody was going to tell me anything. And for whatever reason, Bernie, several years later, I decided to go on what I'm calling now this knowledge quest. You know, I had been in and around the markets for so long and I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on most of trading. 
but I didn't really understand crypto. And for me to try and get my hands around it, I wanted to start at the foundational level. And what that meant to me was, let's understand what is the technology behind cryptocurrencies? So what is blockchain? What is distributed ledger technology? And after going on this knowledge quest, which included signing up for every industry email to get my hands on, reading books, going into LinkedIn and finding people in the space and, and chatting with them. And it was amazing to me, the willingness and the receptivity of people that were willing to, to talk to me about it. And after doing this for, I don't know if we're going to say thousands of hours, but hundreds upon hundreds of hours, it finally hit me that this is going to change the globe in so many different facets. Okay. So you had that eureka moment after you did your research and you really came to understand the, the power of the blockchain and decentralized finance. And you said, okay, this is, this is, this is real. Then you studied the landscape. Let's talk about what that landscape looks like. So I'm a, I'm a casual crypto investor myself, George. So I know a little bit about the, the landscape, but why don't you share with us, what does that landscape look like for an investor who wants to get involved in crypto investing? The landscape today is a bit of a defragmented, I like to say, ecosystem. And I know those are very sophisticated sounding words, but they're just fancy terminologies for saying right now, unlike in the traditional finance world, where typically when you go to invest, whatever firm you're using to invest with, they pretty much can handle all of the different asset classes that you're going to want to invest in. So stocks, bonds, commodities, currencies. In the crypto community right now, you have a lot of fragmentation. So if you want to buy and sell crypto on one website or exchange, you can do that. But to get involved into things like uh, non-fungible tokens or NFTs, you have to go to another website. Once you get into staking and things like that and borrowing and lending, you typically have to go to another one. We're starting to see a rapid escalation of hard assets being securitized. Again, there's no centralized venue. So right now, it's really a, a total DIYers endeavor. And for those of you that don't know that acronym, it means do it yourselfer. There's not really anywhere where you can kind of go and do it all under one centralized location, one umbrella. There's a lot of piecemeal components to the landscape today. So, George, I want to unpack that a little bit. So you mentioned that it's right now the current landscape, you know, here we are early 2022. The current landscape is if you want to be an investor in crypto, it's do it yourself. What's the what's the significance of that? Meaning what's the problem that's associated with this DIY sort of approach right now? So this is something I love to discuss because you can probably tell with this accent, I come from the southern part of the United States and in the town that I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, there was a company called Home Depot that has built a pretty good business out of being a DIYer, do-it-yourselfer. And I like to tell people, look, being a DIYer is a very forgiving proposition and a whole host of things that people take on. Maybe people like to go home and tinker with their automobile or their gardens or their plumbing or electricity or what have you. Those are relatively forgiving propositions, meaning that if they're tinkering with these things and they have some problems, they can simply pick up the phone and call in an expert. The problem with investing in cryptocurrency can be if you make one wrong mistake, one wrong hit of the keyboard, that money of yours can be gone and gone forever. 
That's why we say this is not necessarily a DIYers endeavor, and especially for beginners. Okay, so you've identified, you know, essentially what this problem is. So now let's get to H2 Crypto. You and your co-founders are have launched H2 Crypto. It's it's a it's an exchange. Tell us what it is and specifically how you're addressing this this DIY problem that you uh, you speak of. So H2 Crypto is going to be an exchange which at launch we have built this with a very simplistic and very easy to understand user interface and user experience. When we kind of look around the world and, and see why you have such a relatively low adoption rate in cryptocurrency, the same themes keep coming up over and over and over. And they, some of them include being uh, chunky, clunky, cumbersome, scary, and nowhere to turn. So H2 Crypto is coming in. We want to provide users that have either a sophisticated way of trading cryptocurrencies, but we also want to provide our investors a very simplistic, easy way to invest in cryptocurrencies. So the methods will be two. One, we have predetermined, predefined sets of boxes on the website. It's a one-click, one-buy, $50, $200, $250. We have different denominations. Or if the client wants to put in their own customized amount, that's an option. And if we have traders that are really looking for some of the technical analysis, we have very sophisticated modern trading capability, charting, pardon me, charting capabilities as well. Okay. Now, I mentioned earlier, George, that I'm a casual crypto investor. And, you know, I haven't struggled too much on, you know, making the investments. But where I have struggled quite a bit is when I have a question, when I need some support, I mean, it's pretty much non-existent. And, and I don't think it's unique to any one exchange out there. So why don't you speak to that? How are you addressing that part of the DIY equation? Bernie, you've hit the nail on the head. And I think that after my you know 27 years on Wall Street, when I decided to really go fully down this rabbit hole and start investing in cryptocurrency myself, I couldn't believe the process of onboarding. And I couldn't believe the process when I immediately ran into help and there was nowhere to turn. And I started thinking to myself, okay, you've sold derivatives to central banks. You might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know a little bit about markets and trading and things of that nature. And when I went to, to try and seek help and found there was nothing there, I was like, well, this must be isolated to this one exchange. And that's when I started to really go into full research mode. And I came across all of these horror stories about investors and clients, their money being locked up and locked out of their accounts or they weren't able to do certain things. And when they go and try and communicate with these exchanges, there was no one there. And it was at that point in time where I said, look, this is a big, big problem. And there's been lots of research and data that talks about, again, this is why the community of cryptocurrency investors is only relegated to about 220 million out of 8 billion. So we said there has to be a better way. We want to provide a solution for this pain point. And the solution is simply to come in and be the first cryptocurrency to offer true 24-7, 365 live support. We know how scary this stuff can be. We know that a lot of people aren't even getting in the space because they're afraid. And this is not necessarily an age or demographic type issue. I know a lot of people think that you know, maybe if you're 45 and older and you're maybe a little bit technologically challenged, 
that's an issue. I speak to people 20, 30, 40, all across the map. They all want to get involved in crypto. They're just afraid. We are now there to provide the solution. Okay. And so just to uh, elaborate on, on what you said from the little bit that I know so far about HT Crypto, you're an exchange, right? You're not an actual currency. You're not a coin. You're an exchange where I, as an investor, can open an account and I can begin to invest. I can trade using the H2 crypto exchange. And then when I, as I have questions and I need support, your team is going to be there 24 seven, 365. Did I get that right? You hit the nail on the head and to, uh, to further go down the, the rabbit hole a little bit on our support, because we know different clients will like to communicate with us in different fashions. And the way we're going to be set up at launch is we have three modes of communication, which include chat, email, and telephone. Okay. And of course, uh, in, in our world at i we call that omni-channel support, where I, as a, as a customer, I can access a company that I'm doing work with anywhere, anytime, through any channel that I want. So that is fantastic. So, okay. So you, you studied the landscape, you identified this, this void, and now you're filling this void with H2 crypto. So where do you see it going? What, what, what's your vision for the future? I think that this, this industry, and this is a point to me that's relatively shocking. We're talking about an industry that's been around almost 13 years. January of uh, 2022, which we just had, is going to be the 13th year. But by the same token, I've never witnessed an industry that's been around for a little bit more than a decade but yet people still feel, and I'm definitely one of them, that we are absolutely in its infancy. And I think that you will see mass and broad global adoption. I think that when you think about the unfair disadvantage of the unbanked and the underbanked, and that's one of the things about the cryptocurrency community talks a lot about, which we firmly believe in in H2 Crypto, the problem is it's not being carried out. And that's this notion of democratization. And crypto does allow people to have this kind of fighting chance with regards to their financial well-being. The problem is if they don't have a way to communicate with people, if they're afraid to get involved because they don't understand it, nothing's going to be democratized. So I can see in the very near future where you really start to see a rapid expansion of global adoption. I think a little bit of that is going to be predicated on the regulatory environment becoming clearer because globally it's very murky. The United States, it's still very murky, but I do think these things are going to change. And five years down the road, I think easily we're going to be talking about investing in cryptocurrencies just as we would be talking about investing in stocks and bonds. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I'm super excited uh, about HT Crypto. I'm glad that you and your team have taken this leadership vision and position to actually address this this void, this need in the marketplace. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand, George. So thank you for, for taking taking that leap and uh, for, for, again, addressing that problem. Before I ask you the final question, which is the fun question, uh, where can our audience go to learn more about H2 Crypto? Sure. We ask you all to please go and sign up. We have a, uh, it's both a waiting list, but also a notification list. We will be updating you with all of our uh, impending launch information. And you can find that at www.h2crypto.io. H2 Crypto and the number two 
is eight, the number two in H2 Crypto is the number two, not the word two. So h2crypto.io. Exactly. Fantastic. All right, George. Now we get to the fun question. Okay. And that is, I'm sure you're pretty busy these days launching a brand new crypto exchange, but when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? So the two hours that I'm not working, uh, I love to try and squeeze in some exercise. And I typically am a voracious reader. So I try and get my hands on as much information as I can. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that I'm kind of a financial services wonk. So that's kind of what my uh, habits of reading typically are centered around. And now it's actually crypto and blockchain and, and all that entails that. So that's what I do in my two hours of downtime a day. Yeah, I bet if you had the opportunity to do that full time, you could consume yourself full time with so much content that's out there. So I get it. I get Absolutely. it. Well, George, I want to thank you for taking time out of your really busy schedule to join me here today on this episode of the Digitally Resistible Podcast and to share a little bit of your story around, you know, the eureka moment you had around crypto and what you and your team are doing to address the sort of the deficiency, the void that you discovered. And I think I'm going to want to have you to come back six or so months down the road and just kind of let us know how it's going so that you can kind of give us an update. Are you up for that? Bernie, absolutely. And again, most appreciative for you allowing me to come on here and do this podcast with you. I thought this was fantastic. Thank you, George. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.